The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get him. <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. <laughs> Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to a special Sunday night edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast because I'm traveling to Los Angeles next week, so we got to do it early. Uh, as always, Saints Happy Hour is sponsored by JLD Hot Sauces and Knives. Guys, they have the best hot sauce. Their award-winning hot sauce, Butcholica, comes in hot, extra hot, my personal favorite, and Thai flavors. They also have Reaper Madness Special Reserve made with Reaper Pepper from Carolina and for the Brave, you can get the Death Shot. It has the extract of 10 Reaper chilies in each one-ounce bottle. It'll melt your face off. JLD also has the highest quality handmade knives you'll find anywhere, including ones for hunting, fishing, and cooking. They make a great Christmas gift. I'm just saying. Go to JLDSharpSauce.com and use the code SAINTS. Get 10% off your order today. That's JLDSharpSauce.com. Do it now, after the show. Uh, holy shit, Dave. Um, we were talking before the show. By the way, D- Dave is drunk, and I am not drunk because because I had vertigo uh, last week. I mean, not last week, yesterday. So that was the problem with me. Uh, and by the way, vertigo is like the worst hangover of your life, um, and you're in a blender. Just in case you were wondering, but Dave, this game to me was like it was like an out of body experience, in a sense that you know the Saints last year when they lost to Minnesota, I looked at it and I was like, what what what, what just happened? What, did, did, right. what, what, that didn't... can't really that can't be real. And that was today when the dude missed the extra point. I was like, what the fuck just happened? He's the best kicker in the NFL, and he just hooked that shit, and the Saints are winning this game. Uh, yeah, well, I don't, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but up until today, he was 222 for 222 on extra points. So, the so, meme of his face is going to live forever. With his eyes? Well, because he's been playing for years and he's never seen himself miss an extra point. And so he can't believe that he's missing that one after his team just theoretically tied the game up. Uh, I thought for sure, you know, I texted you guys because I thought for sure as soon as they scored that touchdown, I, obviously you assume they're going to make the extra point and this game's going to go into overtime. And before the game on our last on last week's yep. podcast, I predicted 27-24 the Saints were going to win and tied oh, at 24. News. Right, and tied at 24 going into overtime. It was looking very likely that 27-24 could have been the 
winning score. So I just wanted to, you know, remind all of you Throw guys that. that. And then, oh, of course, by the way, I said the field I said goal, Ben Watson would be MVP, and he caught he a touchdown. Did, yeah, he did have a good game. He did have a. We good had a good, we had a we had an excellent week of predicting. Um, this well, game, I mean, I granted, the game, I, the game, the game went pretty much, I think, how most of us expected. I mean, you know, it was. Uh, it fairly, got a little. It was fairly I mean, low scoring. Uh, I mean, I, I was. You know, they made some mistakes, but I, I, you know, they made some key mistakes at key times, like the fourth down penalty. Um, but I thought overall, though, I mean, the defense, they came through when they needed to come through. Come, come through. And yeah. I, I mean, you know, it's good. It's good to see the Saints win a, a tough game like this, that they can they can really grind it out. They can go against a really the, the, league, the yeah the league's best defense and they can still do it um it's a good sign it's a very good sign um i i, I don't know I, you know call me crazy but I, I mean i think the ravens i think the ravens have a very very good team and i i think the ravens might be a better team than the eagles or the vikings i think this game might have been harder than some of these upcoming games that I mean, look, are going to be hard. No, it that's totally fair. This defense for the Ravens, I was kind of like, I, I knew going into the game, I was like, they're going to be good. And, you know, but I was like, look at their competition. I'm like, the Saints are going to do all right against them. But I'm going to tell you, I mean, the Saints, we'll get to that first drive in, the, in a minute that was 20 plays and they got nothing from it. But they were down 17-7 and they went touchdown, touchdown, field goal against the best defense in NFL on the road in their stadium. I mean, it was remarkable, but but they, they had shut down the Saints. I mean, up until the third quarter, Drew Brees didn't even have 100 yards passing. Mark Ingram wasn't finding yards on the ground. Like, that de- that Baltimore defense, it's fucking legit. Like I, like, I know the Saints won, and people are talking smack on Twitter a lot. Like, Baltimore's defense, they lived up to what they are. That is a tough-ass defense, and good, yeah. good, lu- good luck playing that defense if your quarterback isn't a top 10 quarterback, they're going to fuck you up, you know? <laughs> I mean, look, look, I, it, it's okay. It's okay to, when the Saints win to, to give, to, 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 to not, like, shit on the other team. Now, granted, I, I will be honest and say, look, the first half I had to rewatch because I was at church. It was my in-laws. There was a special Catholic mass for uh, people that had been married for 50 years. So I was in that for the first quarter and I almost – Right up until halftime, so I didn't get to see any any of the game until actually the middle of the third quarter on. Mm. Um, but I know the Saints they gave up some big plays on defense, and, and yeah. to, to have Joe Flacco kind of I wouldn't say he lit him up, but he was they were moving the ball, and they they had no answer for a while for uh for for Brant for John Brown. I mean, he caught seven for one hundred thirty four and had the touchdown at the end. I mean. I don't know. I feel like the Saints, you know, you started off saying the Saints defense was pretty good. I, I, I know that people are crawly and P.J. Williams had penalties and all, but they made plays and they yeah. almost got off the field. I don't feel like the defense took a step back today. Like, I didn't see anything today that makes me more right. feel feel worse or feel better about the defense. This is just kind of like what they are. I mean, what's your feeling on the no, defense? No, I, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, honestly, the only thing that makes me concerned is what you were talking about uh, before we started recording with Marcus Williams and what his yeah. injury is. Um, you know, they he, he was the one that got flagged for that penalty on fourth down. Um, 
But, I mean, to be honest with you, dude, Lattimore should have picked that ball off. I mean, yeah, that, was, that was in his hands. And yeah. uh, that would have ended it right there. Um, so, but, but, but again, at, at least they're, at least they're making those plays and they're in the position and I mean, he didn't intercept it, but it was still, you know, a, a batted pass and, you know, incomplete. Um, and let's yeah. be real, you don't want I mean, to, be- there was, there was only, there, I mean, really, there were just a handful of plays, um, that were stupid that kind of made you want to pull your hair out. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for, or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Out. But <laughs> if you take if you take a, the most some of those if you take those plays away, uh, I, I think they made I think the defense played well. I mean Ken Crawley, I mean he came in he made that he made that great tackle and and punched the ball uh, uh, out. Out, out of his hands. Uh, I thought that was a real heads up play. Um, so I, I, you know they're they're the not pass they're not perfect today. Yeah, really the pass, I, I mean oh I mean Flacco Jesus he had. He had so much time. There was that one play uh, where he had like literally ten seconds. Um, but 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 that's a that's a good sign though because he never got rid of the ball because the coverage field was so good. I mean, on during the broadcast, uh, I forget who was. Uh, I never remember his name, but the guy who was doing the color uh, for Fox, he you know he pointed out he highlighted one play where Sheldon Rankins drops back into coverage and he sort of covers the middle of the, like where a middle linebacker would cover that soft spot in the middle of the zone there. Um, And that play obviously worked out for the saints because it wound up being incomplete or whatever. Um, And I think that's a good example of, of, you know, just sort of stuff that you don't, you know, you're, you're not seeing, it's not a big, it's not a big flashy play or an interception or anything like that, but it's plays like that 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 really highlight how well the defense played. I mean, you know, just tricking them up or whatever and throwing things at them that they don't expect, like Sheldon Rankins dropping back into coverage. I mean, you don't often see a defensive tackle dropping no, back into don't. coverage. Like, that is some that's some trickery right there. That's some tricky stuff. Yeah. And that really and, and threw Flacco for a loop. And, 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 but, the, you know, the Saints need to take advantage of, of – 
of all those that coverage. You know, they need to be getting sacks with these with this coverage. They need to be getting these coverage sacks. Yeah, and it was weird because look, two weeks ago they the pass rush against Washington, which I felt like had a better offensive line than Baltimore maybe. The pass rush was lights out, but it was at home and it was Monday night and all that. Here's the thing that sticks out to me in this game, Dave. The Saints, they ran it 39 times for 134 yards. Now, granted, really? four of those carries were Drew Brees avoiding sacks and different how many, things. How many How many rushes were on that first drive? I mean, that first drive was 20 <laughs> plays. You know, 10 of those could have been rushes right there. It was 20 plays. It was 11 rushes. I mean, I mean but just so everybody knows, I mean, in case there are people that don't know, I mean, like, a long drive normally would be, like, 11, 12 plays. Yeah. Like, this is 20 plays. I mean, this was a very long drive. Obviously, they did. They went for it on, twice on fourth down. Yeah. Which I, I mean, love, by the way. The, the aggressive play calling, I, I mean, I, I love it. It's in the end. Here's the and if it bites Here's him in the, the ass, that's fine. But I, I say, I say, let's live or die by it. You know. And here's the thing: the Saints were hyper aggressive throughout the game. And here's one of the subplots that I just I love it on Twitter. Like all the the the, the so-called football experts, the fantasy football people, the talking heads. They, Dave, they fucking hate Taysom Hill getting the ball, and they. It drives them insane just on a regular basis that the Saints are playing Wildcat. It drove them fucking mad today that on that key third down late in the game, they're running Taysom Hill. And he I mean he was short and then Drew Brees did his special, you know, pick it up play. But I I'm telling you, man, the Saints Sean Payton had no fear. And here's the of of all the fourth downs and all the aggressive play calls that he did, the most fucking ballsy one to me, Dave, is they stop the Ravens and they're up twenty-one to seventeen, and he's got fucking Drew Brees in the shotgun, throwing the ball downfield to Dan fucking Arnold at the end of the game. You know, most coaches would have been like, "Hey, let's run some clock, let's make them burn some timeouts, blah blah blah." Sean Payne's like, "No, no, no, no. We're going, we're spreading them out. We're going shotgun with Brees, and we're throwing to the tight end that nobody had heard of five minutes ago." You know, I mean. If if that doesn't sum up the Sean Payton balls to the wall philosophy, I don't yeah. I don't know what does. But overall, did you feel like I feel like today proves to me that this offense is special. Do you and I feel better about the offense even though they only scored 24. How do you feel about the offense after today? I mean, I I have never once worried about this offense in the last for the last Twelve years, Ralph. I have never won. Well, not, well, I'm not saying worried about it. I'm saying like, do you think it can? I think today proved that it's going to be special, like 2011, 2009 special. Not I that I was think, worried I, about it. I, I don't think that this offense is going to like break any crazy records. I don't think they're going to put up amazing stats. What I think this offense is good at, or what makes it so good, is just the fact that they have. So many weapons, so many different guys, and all of those guys, they always – I think that, I think it's gotten to the point now. I, I think that they have built this offensive culture in New Orleans that Sean Payton has and Drew Brees has where um, anybody who comes in and plays on this offense, they don't want to be the guy – that lets everybody else down. Nobody wants to let Drew Brees down. You know, Drew Brees has been playing for 18 years or whatever, and he's having a great season this year. Dude, nobody wants to let him down at this point. Like, this is this is his year. This is this is the hashtag Brees for MVP year. Uh, still no interceptions, by the way. 
Still no interceptions. He 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 lasted through Baltimore. He lasted through a game against Baltimore, still with no yeah. interceptions. Um, but I, the, all of these guys, it, it's it, you know, what, what, if if you're a defense, what are you going to do? You want to take away the running game? Go ahead, take away Ingram. Try to take away Kamara as far as the running game is concerned. Kamara ran hard today, by the way. He did. He had 17 carries for 64, and those were like it wasn't easy. Glide no. through yards. Those were hard ass yards he was getting today. Also, he's obviously now the official. He's officially the the punt returner. Uh, you know, in the last. I don't know how I feel about that. We'll get to that in a second. In, in the last two or three weeks, he, they've just they've used him uh, almost predominantly. Um, but anyway, you know, what what do you do if you're this defense? You're, you're gonna you want to stop the running game? We'll get you with Traquan Smith. Hell, we'll get Cam Meredith out here. Hell, we'll get Austin Carr out here. <laughs> uh, to, to, to beat you. I, I mean, all of these guys are good enough and they're talented enough. Um, you know, Austin Carr, like, we don't think much of him, but if he was good enough to make this Saints team with these receivers, yeah. he could probably go on any other NFL team and he would probably be a pretty darn good receiver. I mean, we only take the best of the best, the creme de la creme in New Orleans. <laughs> Ben Watson, six for 43. You know, that's the thing. Like, if you play the Saints and you're like, look, we think we can stop the run and we're going to cover my, and we're going to cover Michael Thomas and we're going to cover the other receiver and we're going to focus on the run. Ben Watson is going to be playing against the, your, either your third corner or linebacker or one of them linebacker corner safety mix hate hybrid guys and even though he's old as fuck he can still beat him he can still get open it just becomes so difficult and the thing is today like granted the saints got down 17 to 7 and then they started flinging it but once it got to 17 14 like sean payton didn't continue to fling it like he was they were still grinding it out and they they were missing guys like um uh i'm trying i'm drawing like uh warford played he played hurt uh, Laribius had to play uh, because of um, Pete got a concussion in practice, and then Laribius gets hurt, and they had to put in Cameron Tom. And the offensive line it, it hung together against the number one defense in the NFL. I mean, that to me that this defense hung together, Dave, when they were down seventeen to seven. I mean, it speaks it, it speaks volumes. And it, and if I'd have told you that the Saints were going to be down both their guards. Or they were going to be playing the third string guard at one spot and be down seventeen to seven. What would you have said? <laughs> um, I I wouldn't. I mean, you know, the Saints are usually pretty good of making a game of it. I, I would I would say you know they'll probably get it close, but they probably wouldn't pull it out. I, I was. I mean, I know I predicted the Saints to win on the podcast just because. I generally try to stay positive, but I mean, in, in reality, I thought this was a very tough game. I thought the the Ravens matched up very Here, well against the, the Saints, and by match up well, I mean they don't match up very well at all. Here's the uh, thing: the Saints, <laughs> the Saints going into de- into today were three and or were two and 121 when they were losing by double digits going into the fourth quarter. This is only the third win in Saints history when they've gone into the fourth quarter down 10 or more and won. The other time was Miami in 2009 under Peyton, and the time before that, I don't even know when it fucking was. I can't even tell you. I mean, so the Ravens going into the fourth quarter, their win chance was, I think, 84% on the little win win percentage meter. Um 
So to come in and beat a winning team on the road down 10 in the fourth quarter was fucking um, crazy. But getting the touchdown right to answer Baltimore was huge. Um, Other things in this game, Dave, the thing that struck me the most watching it, we talked about the the pass rush, but um, were you surprised... We talked about how many times they ran it, but were you surprised going into this game that they were as committed to the run as they were? I th- was kind of thinking that they were going to throw I'm them all over surprised. the place. I'm always surprised when they're committed <laughs> to the run because that's not usually their MO. I mean, you know, they are a pass-first team. And uh, obviously with Drew Brees, there's, you know, there's obvious reason to, to be so. Uh, so I'm always surprised when they go run heavy. But obviously they... You know, there was something in, in their game plan or there was something that they saw this week or on film that they, you know, and they definitely made a, a conscious effort. And I, they probably thought that was the way to win the game. And they were right. Here's the thing. They're five and one. And this stretch coming up, I mean, they've got Minnesota. Then they've got the Rams. Then you got you still got Philly, although Philly lost today. How they were beating us. When I left my house, I think they were up 14 nothing or 14-3 on Carolina. They gagged it up. I have no idea how that happened. But thanks, fucking Philadelphia, for nothing. Uh, Tampa won again. Um, but, I, I mean, I know everybody's going to say Rams, Rams, Rams. But I look at the Saints, and t- today... Of all their wins this year, uh, Atlanta was probably the most fun because it's just Atlanta and it was a wild fucking game and they scored and it was overtime and all that. But as far as like impressive wins, today was the day. Like this is the if you ranked all the wins from least impressive to most impressive, today is the most impressive. Impressive to me. Uh, do you think the same thing, or was there another win that you thought was more impressive than today? I mean, as far as the season is concerned, this is the yeah. most impressive win this season. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh no, absolutely. I mean, this this was this is the first game of uh, of you know the whole stretch that they've got coming up. I mean, they're about to run the gauntlet here, and they could have easily lost this game and started this whole gauntlet run off on the wrong foot. And I don't think anybody would have been surprised. I would certainly would have been surprised. Um, and again, these these are normally not the games that they hang in and win. Uh, I, I you know this team definitely seems to have you know <laughs> I you know the, the one thing that's you know I'm still in disbelief about how they won and <laughs> I, I I I think I still feel this way, but my immediate gut reaction post game immediately post game was kind of like. I mean, I'm glad they won, but it, it wasn't a – the way they won, it wasn't a very satisfying win. You know, I, I, don't really, <laughs> I don't really feel like we won. I don't really feel like the Saints won so much as the Ravens Baltimore. really – they really choked that away. Um, yeah. Not, I'm not saying – obviously, the game would have gone into overtime, and the Saints certainly had what it takes to, uh, to beat the Ravens, but it could have gone either way for sure. And I mean, look. I just, I don't know. I kind of, I, I feel like the Saints played so well, and I just feel like it would be more of a statement. I, I'm, I'm kind of, 
what I'm what I'm thinking is I'm thinking tomorrow uh, we're gonna hear a lot of the talking heads like the Cow- Colin Cowherds people uh, and yeah. all those people saying, oh, they didn't really win that game. They didn't, you know, uh, you know and the, when, when they do the power rankings and stuff, the Saints aren't going to move up in the power rankings, even though they beat a team that's probably right there next to them in the power rankings. The Saints aren't going to move up because, you know, it really wasn't a convincing win or whatever. Um, so I, I, that, that whole aspect of it kind of partly annoys me. But the other aspect is just, yeah, I mean, it really just, it sort of feels like a hollow victory to me. But, well, yeah, you know, if a win if- is a win, but... If if Marcus Lattimore intercepts that ball, Marshawn, yeah. and the Saints just win and they do three kneel downs, you're like, that's a fucking awesome I, win. You I, were down seventeen to seven. You came back. You scored seventeen unanswered. Your defense held at the end. You're yeah. five and one. We're, we're just as good as the Rams, even though they have they haven't lost to anybody. And you know what? Feel, you, know what uh, you know what? You know you know actually you know what really bothers me about this win is because because of the giving letting Baltimore run right down the field at the end of the game and score a last minute touchdown. Um, that feels like a lot of the game earlier games, the, the games we saw earlier this season, it feels like a lot of games we've seen in years yep. past in the Peyton breeze era. And, uh, that's what leaves a bad taste in my mouth. That last drive really leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Um, the saints could have very well have lost this game. You know, the, it, this, we 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 all could have seen it going that way. We could have seen them giving up a touchdown on the last drive, going into overtime, losing the game because of that. When they had it locked up, when they could have just put it away. Um, but that's kind of what leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I'm worried about if we are going to be in these good, in these tight games in the playoffs or later in the season, we're not going to get lucky next time. We're not going to have, <laughs> we're not going to have a, a 13 year veteran kicker missing his first extra point in, in 223 tries. I mean, I mean not going to get that second... kind of luck. We're not going to get that the... kind of luck. We have to, we have to put teams away ourselves. We have to do it ourselves and, and, and not let it come down to those random chance situations that's my issue with this win i mean i mean this is the second time that the saints have had a kicker miss an extra point late in the game that has swung it in their favor cleveland he missed it it would have put him ahead now granted the saints went down and kicked the 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 game winning field goal anyway right that put him ahead so so I mean, to be fair, like, you know, when you have a Super Bowl season, you know, you have these wins. You know, these things happen. Yeah. Like, you got to just, you got to have a little bit of luck. You, the ball just has to go your way every now and then. Uh, all these little things, you know, that that's what happens in these in these epic seasons and these Super Bowl winning seasons. But, but God, it just it it just makes me nervous because I, because it, there's there's nothing saying that we can't be going against Minnesota next weekend and be tied late in the game and our defense is going to be out on the field. There's no way that you can have confidence that they're not going to give up uh, a touchdown or some big play because they still have that. that that's still there. That's as, as good as the defense has been playing and as, as improved as they've been getting that whole collapse late in the game for the defense. It's still there. It does not go away. It has not gone away. Well, here's it, and I'm going to get to it in just a second, but I got to tell everybody about mybookie.com. Go to go to mybookie.com. You bet, you win, they pay. They have the best site. You use use uh, Happy Twenty Five. You get an extra twenty five dollars. They match your deposit dollar for dollar. Go to mybookie.com. You you bet, you win, they pay. No, Dave, 
the biggest concern to me, and we talked about it on the last podcast about we we joked about half serious about hey Patrick Peterson, the Cardinals are tra- thinking about trading him. The Saints should make that happen. Here's the thing. Marcus Lattimore, and I'm not just saying this, Marshawn Lattimore, I'm not just saying this because he dropped the interception. Like, that dude, he's not as good. He's not as good as last year. He's having a sophomore slump, regression, whatever the hell. And I'm not saying he's bad. He's still by far the best Saints corner they have. And he's still a a very good corner. But he ain't the same that he was last year when he was a lockdown, top five dude. He's just not. And he said, look, I haven't been practicing as hard and all this. Like, he's having a sophomore slump. And... That makes the Saints secondary go from pretty good to, you know. Um, and I don't know, like, the dudes they have, like, are they good enough to win a Super Bowl with the corners they have currently? Uh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, these are the kind of cornerbacks who who are giving up big plays late in the game and who are letting teams drive on them and, and who, uh, you know, they, they make big plays every now and then. They make good plays. They, they looked good. You know, they, they looked good today, but... Again, they they are still they're still folding and collapsing uh, <laughs> late in games when it's uh, of the utmost importance. So um, it's I, I certainly I certainly am not I certainly don't trust them that much. No. All right. Well, we got to go and answer some questions. Here's this one from uh, before we get to the. Minnesota game. So this is from James. I, I can't think. I can't even think about the Minnesota game. <laughs> I haven't even. I haven't even. I haven't even, like, I haven't even, like processed this game yet. I can't. I'm not thinking about Minnesota. We haven't even had a day off yet. It's not. Uh, the 24-hour rule hasn't even. 24-hour rules. We get that. We we're not even done celebrating. This is from James. Have the football gods chosen to show fate? Why have the football gods? chosen to show favor towards our beloved saints what in god's name did peyton give up and what hellacious repercussions are we going to suffer in return for this one magical year i mean james if they get another lombardi trophy when they go 0-16 in 2023 i'll just take it like a man you know like what do you, <laughs> like what do you want me to say man i mean listen what was what was the what was the year where denver blocked the extra point and the dude stepped out of bounds, but he was wearing the white shoes, so they couldn't tell. And uh, they ran it back. Was that 2015? Uh, that was... 2015. No, that might have been... Yeah, that was 2016, 20, I think. 2016. So, like, the breaks, they, they even out over the stretch. I mean, look, Denver I'm an breaks. Astros fan, and the Astros just got eliminated. And in game four... They were like six inches away. The dude dove. He makes the catch. If he doesn't catch it, it's a it's a basis clearing double. Astros win, and they're probably playing the night. And the year before, they made like three crazy plays. They win the World Series. So look, it just evens out over time, man. And the Saints have had a, they had a run of bad luck with seven and nine last year. They went eleven and five, but they they weren't that great in close games because they didn't play a lot of them. So it's just kind of it swings in your favor, you know? I mean, and next year they might not be as good. So um this is a good question from Shane, Dave. Does Justin Tucker's mixed missed extra point make seeing the Minneapolis miracle 800 times this week more bearable? <laughs> uh yeah, it does. No, that was you know, that was our own little Baltimore miracle. Uh, you know, I, I think you you put it well. Uh, you mentioned the whole Denver thing and the white shoes. 
that's that's a a good point. It's it's you know it's like the force. Uh, yeah. You know, it, there's there's it pulls one way and it pulls the other way, and sometimes you're on one side of it and sometimes you're on the other side of it. So. I mean, it's it's nice. It's it's incredible. I I think the whole white shoe thing that's totally different than a guy, you know, kicking his two hundred and twenty third extra point in his entire career. This okay, this guy has done something two hundred and twenty three times. That's like that's like flipping a. Could you imagine flipping a coin two hundred and twenty two times and it comes up heads every time, and then on the two hundred twenty third time, that's when it comes up tails. Uh, just the, the the odds of him missing this kick are incredible. They are incredible to me, and that it happened at this at that moment are unbelievable. He he should he should be playing the it mega million. He should be playing it the Powerball. It was weird too. It's up to like nine hundred million. It was weird because um, it went. Sh- it was going straight. It, it, it was like, going it, straight. Like, and it just it was it was almost like it was almost like God fell asleep. And he wanted the Saints to win, and he woke up, and he was like, oh, the Saints are supposed to win. And he just, like, twitched his finger, and and off it went. Like, it was weird because, you know, usually when they miss extra points, like, it's just bad from the get-go, right? Um, Right. So that was weird. Yeah, no, it was like a gust of wind just came and and hooked that fucker, or he just put some sort of – spin on that thing because it was going straight and then it just duck hooked and it was it was out of there man <laughs> all right so uh now we got to do um got to remind you guys the saints happy hour is sponsored by jld hot sauce and knives guys they have the best hot sauce their award-winning hot sauce boot jolica comes in hot extra hot and thai flavors go to jldsharpsauce.com and use the code saints and get 10% off of your order today that's jldsharpsauce.com uh dave i read that liner because people are asking me i got like six questions in the, in the twitter question thing that i ask people do we mortgage the future and make a run at peterson uh lock and What's that? Is this still a thing? Is he still on the on the block here? I mean, look, they Lock and Fora said that he was another people have said he's on the block and also but Lock and Fora said today that the Saints and the Eagles are going to be two teams that are already pushing for trades. And look, history says the Saints will do stuff in season. Mickey Loomis did it for Mike McKenzie way back when. Um you know, they did it. They traded uh Akeem Nick, uh, Akeem Hicks in the middle of the year for a tight end to New England. They'll do stuff during the middle of the year, but the trade deadline is a week from Tuesday. Right now, do you see the Saints doing something big? Um. And and oh, aside, I will be in Los Angeles all week this week. So if anything happens. We can't have a show, so I would say that increases the odds exponentially. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. That does increase the odds. That's a good point. Um, wait, what's the question? Do I think they will, or do I want them to? Do you think they will? Of course, uh, you want them to. I mean, well, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, on the one hand, they're a five and one team with the team they have, with all the guys that they have in the building. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you could look at it that way. You could say this, this, this is the team. This is a good team. This is a five and one team. Uh, 
I mean, if this if 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 the rumors are true and true and Peterson is available, I mean, yes, they could do it. Yes, they they could they could certainly do it. They can certainly do it. But I I gotta think though. I don't know who they're gonna get. And if 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 the Saints are willing to do it. I got to think Kansas City with two second round picks next year because they have theirs and they have the Rams. Yeah. I got to think Kansas City right would at least be willing to give up two second round picks to get him. Because he, and here's and the reason I bring that up is because look, my next question is from the boat lawyer, can you tell me how many teams Drew has beaten? He's beaten them all. 30, 32, <laughs> oh. yeah. 32, but he also asks this, how can we win a playoff game with just one NFL quality corner? And here's the thing that I'm writing about. I wrote in my column that's going to run this week, even though I'm in L.A., David, and we talked about it on the podcast the last couple weeks. The way the rules are in the NFL, I don't know how much defense you need to win the Super Bowl anymore because Kansas City gives up 460 fucking yards a week, and they're 5-1. and one. So, like, I don't, like... The Saints can definitely win a playoff game with this team. Like, they can. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is the team that they have. They, they, This team is good enough to win five games already and to be 5-1. and one. So, I mean, I, I certainly think that they can win uh, win a playoff game. I mean, they, they don't – this is not – this is this season is not the season for defense. This is the offensive season for sure. <laughs> Uh, and this is, you know, normally they say defense wins championships, but it seems like maybe this year it's going to be an offense that wins a, a championship. And, uh, you know, as long as, it, as long as the Saints can keep uh, an opponent to 30, 30 points, they can, they can easily put up 30 points against just about everybody. You know, they put up 24 against Baltimore, who has been stingy as all hell so far this season. So, you know, everybody else, as, as far as I'm concerned, is a cakewalk. Yeah, and I mean, look, the thing is, it's just like you said last week when the Saints when when the Saints in 2012 they were the only team to give up 400 yards of the of offense a week. Right. Now six right. teams do, and if you add right. in a couple more, it it goes up to like six or it's like five or six. It goes up to as much as eight because they have like three teams that give up like more than 395, but not quite 400. So, I mean, look, th- this is what the NFL wants. They want high-scoring games, mm-hmm. they want the games close, and they want quarterback to be easier to play because they've realized that when these quarterbacks get hurt and they have all these shitty 17-10, to 13-10 games, like, people don't want to fucking watch them. And, yeah, the Saints game was interesting today, and it was fun, and it was close, but the NFL doesn't want it 24-23. They want it 35-34. And mm-hmm. that's what they've created, and it, and it works because the TV ratings are up. Um, and by the way, before we get out of here, become a patron. You can get an awesome T-shirt that Dave has made. If you donate twelve dollars a month, you can get a magnet. You can get in the drawing for five dollars a month. And we have a really cool promotion that we are going to announce in December for 2019. That is going to be fucking awesome, and you're going to love it. So become a patron. You can listen for a dollar. You can get all kinds of cool stuff. So do it. So Dave, I know you don't want to talk about it, but um, the Saints. Uh, I haven't even. I ha- yeah, I haven't even like thought about it. I haven't even. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't even have injury reports. We don't know. We don't have nothing. We <laughs> have injury reports. We don't have diddly squat. Because the thing is, everybody, I'm going to be in LA this week, so 
we had to do it on Sunday night or you weren't getting it at all. So we're doing this out of love to make sure you people get a podcast. Uh, and we also have something on Thursday. We, I got Scott Prather for your patrons uh, from Lafayette. He was awesome. We did a cool preview of the Minnesota game too. Uh, so donate for that and you can get it. Um, so the Saints go to Minnesota Sunday night game, Dave. The Saints don't play at 12 o'clock until the middle of November, right? They have wow. it's all it's all Minnesota at at at, at right. seven on Sunday, and then they play the Rams at three thirty, and then I think they play Philadelphia at home maybe um, the twelfth, but that's like the middle of December. I mean the middle of no, the beginning of November. So anyway, Minnesota is a two and a half point favorite Sunday night. Who you got? Well, when was the last time you looked at that line? Is that are they taking into account the Saints win today with that line? That is the line. That is uh, footballlocks.com. It was updated. It was updated at 710. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, how can I go against the Saints? What Did Minnesota play today or did they have a bye? They played. They beat the Jets. Oh, they did. Oh, they beat well, Whatever. Yeah. Uh, this is just too early. I, I can't. I'm going to. I Obviously, I got to go with the Saints. Uh, they're playing too well. They're. They're in fuego, as Stuart Scott used to say. Um, so this is going to be redemption. I hope Marcus Williams is healthy. I know he doesn't want to miss this game against the Vikings. I know he's going to want to play. Uh, and if he does play, I would expect big things from him. He's going to be super motivated. Uh, and I don't think the Vikings this year are as good as they were last year. They're, they're a good. Not. They're a good team, but I, they're they're not as good as they were last year. So they don't really scare me uh, like they. You know, like we all thought maybe they would. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Saints keep rolling. Saints uh, 30, Saints 33 and uh, Vikings 21. Ooh, that's a lot of points. So Minnesota's defense is not nearly as good, though. Their pass yeah, defense no. is. Yeah. Um. And uh, I am going to say that uh, Taysom Hill is finally going to get like some, you know, he's going to do something, something. Uh, obviously, he's always the player of the game. He's he's in everybody's hearts. He's number seven on the field, number one in our hearts. Um, but I think he's I, I think he's going to do something huge. You know, he's finally going to get that touchdown pass to Drew Brees. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> that would be amazing. In this game, he's gonna be MVP. Touchdown! <laughs> I'm gonna say Saints will win. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's gonna be 35 for the Saints and 21 for Minnesota. Um, Similar to mine, but it's gonna be really close. And uh, the player of the game is gonna be. Cam Jordan with a sack fumble recovery late to uh, wrap it up, and the Saints will punch. The Saints will punch in a touchdown to make it two touchdowns. But it was really Minnesota was had the ball and could tie it, but Cam Jordan saves the day. That's going to be my pick. I, you know, I, I just look at this the NFC and the Bears lost and I know Carolina won today but like the second seed is still right there and and hell Dave if we're both right and they go into Minnesota and win suddenly shit they play the Rams on a Sunday 
the Rams are undefeated, but the Saints only lost once. Saints can go and and start. You can start really thinking about that number one seed if the Saints can get the get these games these next two weeks. I mean, then it's all that's all in front. And look, you get the Saints as the number one seed in the NFC. The Super Bowl becomes not only a distinct possibility, but a probability because the Saints just don't fucking lose playoff games with Drew Brees in the dome. You know, so. Um, this these next two these next two weeks for the Saints are going to they're going to decide whether the Saints are fighting for number one seed are they fighting for a bye or are they going to be fighting for the division because you can go you could go to seven and you could win both and be seven and one you could lose both and be five and three maybe you're not even in first place anymore so these next two weeks are really going to tell the tale I think as we go into the second half of the year Uh, Andrew couldn't be with us because it was his lovely wife's birthday so he had to do husbandry duty Um, (laughs) but I thank Dave for joining me drunk Uh, I survived the vertigo uh, and the spinning to give you people a podcast. So um, for Andrew, who was having a lovely birthday dinner with his wife, for Dave, who was gracious enough to join me drunk tonight, and me, who is giving you this podcast while the room is kind of sort of spinning, uh, I'm Ralph Marlboro. Uh, <laughs> until next week, the bar is closed.